You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I can't tell if you're joking. I am not joking. Matt Flynn was not that bad. Right now, if you were to ask me, would you rather have Matt Flynn circa 2013 or Jordan Love? I wouldn't even think twice. Put Matt Flynn in. Jordan Love can sit another season and watch. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It is idiocy from yesterday's show here on (laughs) Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I'm Alex Strofin for Jim Rutledge once again today, alongside the Olympic gold medalist and the big idiot, Matt Hamilton. Hello! Molly Brown is here as well. I thought he was going to call me the big idiot. Can you hear me? No, Ryan didn't turn on your mic. Let's try that again. Wrong mic, guys. That's my bad there. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine here. I thought you were going to say Olympic gold medalist and the big idiot. And I was like, whoa. He's both. both. You're wonderful. Um, So yesterday, Matt completely drove the show off the rails in the 3 o'clock hour. Can we play that clip again? Just play that clip one more time for Molly. It's so good. I can't tell if you're joking. I am not joking. Matt Flynn was not that bad. Right now, if you were to ask me, would you rather have Matt Flynn circa 2013 or Jordan Love? I wouldn't even think twice. Put Matt Flynn in. Jordan Love can sit another season. Love can sit and watch. (laughs) How ridiculous. I listened to this yesterday. And your thoughts? Um, I was shocked. Do you want me to go into it more? Yes, I would. Um, so I left the Packers preseason game feeling pretty good about yeah. Jordan Love. Not feeling great. Not feeling like, oh my gosh, he's the next Aaron Rodgers. We're set. But I was feeling fine. I think Ryan pretty much summed up my feelings yesterday where I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. I don't really feel that much different about it. You were in the neutral category. No mm-hmm. such thing. Right, exactly. No such thing as neutral. No, as Strove can tell you. Don't get me going again. Uh, regardless, I, I, I'm, I am fascinated by that opinion. Uh, people on Twitter think Matt's either an idiot or a genius, depending on who you ask. <laughs> I, I don't which, know if which, it's genius. It's I, Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Finish your finish your bit. I want to I want to redeem myself a little bit. Okay. Um, Matt Flynn was a bad starting quarterback in the NFL. That's why he didn't make it as a starting quarterback in the True. NFL. He was fine in Green Bay. He played well under Mike McCarthy. I'll give you that. He's the Packers' all-time leader in single-game touchdowns. But Matt Flynn, bad overall. And and uh, True. if Jordan Love is Matt Flynn. I'm pretty sure the Packers are going to have a really good shot to draft Caleb Williams next year. So, that's <laughs> my take would be on awesome. That. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, so here's all I was getting at. We, we clearly don't know Jordan Love. I'm not trying to put a ceiling or a floor on the guy. I'm saying right now, with the numbers he's put up in football, in regular season football, Matt Flynn's numbers are better. There's, there's no Th- then what then, then then Jordan loves like, well no if you just take averages no blank touchdown, blank touchdown to interception ratio <laughs> he started one game well he's got more than he's got eight quarters of football but yes, and he's got three touchdowns and three picks yes as a backup oh, thrown into a situation where he's not the guy I'm just telling you numbers say Matt Flynn's better. And you can't argue that. I won't argue that, Matt. But that's like saying you're better than me at curling. No blank. Blank. I understand that. But you definitely don't have the potential to get there. 
Oh, so yeah, that's I do. The I'm, I'm an athlete. If you're Jordan Love, it, it would me insinuate that I know you have potential to be better than me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I know and he I can be better than Matt Flynn. I know Jordan Love can okay. be, All right. but he's not yet. Polly, save me. Because I didn't know how to respond to any of this yesterday. And you still don't. I just, it's just idiotic. I just don't know how you can even start. I just don't like the comparison of Jordan Love to anybody. Oh, Am I wrong in saying that? No, like, no, you're totally you're, not wrong because Matt Flynn's won a football game for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and Jordan Love is not. Okay. He's not even won a half. When he came in for Aaron Rodgers, who had the lead in the first half against the Lions, that lead was gone. He played an entire game against the Chiefs. And granted, let me, let's be real. That was a really impossible situation yes. Jordan Love was thrown into. But he, he looked real bad. Not, yes. not even okay. That was his, like, hands down his worst showing. First showing, that's fine. He has progressively gotten better. But we go out and we watched him in this last preseason game. You can't tell me he's any better than he was in those 10 passes against Philadelphia. Or he was any better than that last uh, little bit he got to play against the Lions a couple years ago. The, just because the guy still looks poised and in control in the pocket, but hasn't done anything with his arm to show you that he's improved. That's all I'm saying is I don't know how you could feel better about the situation. I just don't think you can judge him until we're actually in the season. That's well, where totally, I'm at. but like this like, is kind of our job is to like well, kind of talk yeah, about totally the situation. I, I get the point, I guess, Molly, but I, I just have a hard time believing any Packers fan watches Jordan Love on Friday. And walks away going, yeah, 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 I got got no opinion on that. Well, you can't tell me that he looked better than he did against Philadelphia. Um, Everyone said he looked great against Philadelphia. Okay, the Philadelphia, not everybody. I did not fall in that category because I left that game saying, cool, he looked fine, but like that was garbage. But the same thing with Philadelphia, no throws over 10 yards, 15 yards. All of those were shorter throws that were taken to the house by the wide receiver. Jordan Love still hasn't thrown us a throw in a regular football game, maybe he got one against the Chiefs over 15 yards. And that's why I'm like, I'm not going to get more excited because he went 7 for 10 in a preseason sure. game and never sure. threw it for more than 10 yards. And I, I can get down with that, right? Like, Which I, is my, I understand that's that reason. kind of where I'm coming but from. What, no, what are you expecting? That. Are you expecting him to just, launch it I down the field? I was going for a sh- Well, I mean, yeah. Let him ex- just get his confidence. Yeah, in. we'll make, you know, he had Musgrave by 15, 25, 20 that yards over bad. the middle. He thought he was, was 30 yards down the field, yeah, but he was actually only 20 at the time. So, like, <laughs> I, we know he's got the arm strength. If Musgrave was, you know, 10 and a half feet tall, he'd have caught that ball. He's got the arm strength to throw it down the field. Does he have the arm strength and the accuracy? And that is yet to be seen. Can I just ask, prior to Friday's game, mm-hmm. how much value did both of you guys place in the preseason? I. <laughs> that's funny, because I've flip-flopped on that a couple times now. I've been like... Don't even start the guy in the preseason because if he gets injured, there's no chance the Packers ha- are sniffing four wins. If Sean Clifford's the guy for 15 games of this season, we ain't getting three wins, right? Like The only way that we're going to have that seven-plus win season or a playoff-quality season where we maybe get to double digits is if Jordan loves the starter all season or 16 sure. of 17 games. So I was saying don't put him in. But now, reps might not be a bad thing. And if he does go down, we get a higher draft pick. So it's probably not the end of the world. The scary part is we still don't know what we have in Jordan Love. What does this have to do with the question you asked? It, it doesn't. But no, she's talking just, about preseason. 
And what's yes, I'm just I'm just adding asking how much value you place in it into it prior uh, to Friday so game. To oh. answer that question, I, I guess it, it's dependent on the pl- on the player, of course, right? But when it comes to prior to Friday's game, not mm-hmm. a ton, right? Like last year, what I wanted to learn in the preseason was what Jordan Love looks like. Now this year, it's similar, but a lot different in the same right. way, right? Because Jordan Love is the guy now. Or last year, it was right. okay. It's his second preseason. It's his third season. Um, what does he look like? What does he learn? How has he grown in the system? So that's what you looked for last year. But now this year, it's okay. Is, is this guy the dude? And I don't know, to Matt's point, how much 10 snaps is going to tell you that. But walking away from Friday, I do feel better about that than maybe I did on Thursday. Just a little bit, right? I don't feel worlds and worlds better. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jordan Love's going to have an MVP season. But I still feel better after Friday than I did on Thursday. I just feel like he looked very comfortable. So that's what you're evaluating. And then outside of that, it's those roster spots, which I think are always important, no matter if you have a four-time MVP quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, or if you have a brand new one, right? So like that third running back spot is interesting to me, which Emmanuel Wilson had a really nice night. Some of those linebacker spots are fun to watch. That's the fun of preseason is like it's not about roster spots one through 25. Right. It's more so about 25 through 53. For sure. And so that's that's what I like keeping an eye on. Um, I've been watching the kicker though, Durst, yeah. Anders. Yikes! <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all yesterday. Two mits, missed extra points in the preseason game on Friday for the rookie kicker Anders Carlson. Well, you remember his brother's performance against Green Bay Packers a few years ago, that's correct? True. That's true. Daniel Carlson. Yikes! Not good. Runs runs in the family. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. It just kind of shows you that the Packers were not. Willing to put a ton of pieces into this season. Well, not veteran pieces, for sure. Not I mean, the, the, pieces that cost money. They're fully subscribed to this youth movement, which right. I, I'm not ready to say is right or wrong. I don't know that it's going to lead to. It's not going uh, to pan out this year. No, I, to your point, I think we talked about it yesterday. I think it's more likely they make the NFC Championship game than have the number one overall pick, but. I also think both of those things are very unlikely, right? I think, yeah. I think the Molly, truth is somewhere in the middle. About that. I was like, are the Packers making the NFC champion? Which is more likely? Yeah. Packers making the NFC championship game or they have the first overall pick in the draft? So, again, I heard you guys ask this question yesterday because um, I listened to the show because the biggest Molly. fan of Rutledge and Hamilton right here. <laughs> well, you never um, call in. <laughs> I was going to text you guys in and just tell you that you guys were all crazy talking about Matt Flynn. And uh, we saying, are crazy. Saying that, oh, you felt like everybody felt good you after the Eagles into my game. argument. Okay, so the question. Uh, do I feel... Wait, what, how did you phrase it? Do I feel better that they will... Or is there... What, what's more likely okay. situation? First overall pick in the draft because you're the worst team in football or NFC Championship game? I hate to say it, guys, but first overall pick. Yeah, I That's don't more know. likely. They are they're not making unlikely. the NFC Championship. They're, no. both, they're both very unlikely, yeah. but if you got to teeter which, which one... Right, I'm leaning more towards the, the bad than the good. You would need really above expectation games out of Jordan Love. You'd need the majority of his games. Out of everybody. I, not well, even just Jordan Love. True. True. 100% out of everybody. But, you know, quarterback, especially Jordan Love, he will have to exceed expectations most games where, on the other side, all it would take is one bad roll-up on your quarterback – and you're sniffing that that first worst team in football real quick. Yeah, no, I think you're the not tide wrong. turns for the worse a lot easier than it turns for the better. Yeah, that's fair. More work goes into turning the tides for the better, and I think the Packers are capable. But the, the NFL football season is so crazy. So yeah. many injuries, yeah. 
random ones, no contact. I mean, look at last year. I mean, the guy got hit in the chest and almost died on a football field. Anything can happen in the NFL. So, like, who knows how uh, everything plays out by the end of the season. All I know is if we want our best shot at being a good football team that's making the playoffs, Jordan Love's got to be under center 17 games. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. Molly Brown with us. From the Everlight Solar Studio, it is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt, if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. And if you're not crushing Coors Lights, you're often crushing Leinenkugels. Um, yeah. I may need a celebratory Leinenkugels tonight as I work on purchasing a new vehicle today. Right. That's why I walked in. Uh, well, we are 12 minutes into the show. I walked in 13 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tell me, uh, tell me which line and kugels I should celebrate with. Well, first of all, I want to I want to celebrate to both of you. So, like, congratulations, Strofe. I think you earned yourself a juicy peach line of kugels. Love it. It's delicious. It's fantastic. It's just what you need. It's the flavor you need to celebrate a win here in the summer. Getting rid of that pile of garbage years and getting yourself into something reliable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. You won't be showing up one minute to work anymore because you'll have a reliable car. I'm a fan of that. And Molly Brown, gold medal to you for going out of your way to step in for Strofe, who obviously nobody thought was going to make it on time. So Molly Brown, I would do a honey lemon light if I was you because it is a delicious crisp beer. Perfect for this nice sunny day. I think you'd have a great time sitting out on that third floor mezzanine we got here, just enjoying the rest of your day, maybe taking some meetings on the computer, enjoying your lemon honey light. You can get any of those delicious beers from Wine and Kugels wherever you get fantastic beers, liquor stores, grocery stores, gas stations. Wine and Kugels has the flavor for you, but you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. More Strofe, Hamilton, and Brown coming up next as we play What Matt Missed. Why are you laughing? Is that just a... My last name is just not a good radio show last name. <laughs> All right. More, more Hamilton, <laughs> Matt, and Molly. Matt, and Molly, and Strofe, and Matt, and Molly, and Ryan <laughs> coming up next as we play What Matt Missed. That's next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Great tone. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Alex Strope, the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton, the unsinkable Molly Brown with you on your Tuesday afternoon. All three of us tomorrow again, I hear. Yeah, it is. Well, for some of it. Yeah. <laughs> I got the uh, I got the go-ahead to just finish my round of golf and just join you guys whenever so, I'm done. So I don't know if you remember this, but th- we, we went to the same event. This is yep. for the, ch- the yeah. community around the Children's Hospital, the catch outing. Mm-hmm. We went to this last year, and um, I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. However, uh, I, I was told to just go to this just in case, right? Go to this go to this golf outing just in case, because I believe Jim and Matt were both golfing in this. Is my memory serving correct? Or was I Matt or was Jim think, off? I think Jim was off, and it was just Matt golfing. So uh, what then ended up occurring was the greatest radio show in the history of ESPN Madison, <laughs> because Matt ran an hour and a half late, uh, only joined the show for the final 30 minutes. I solo strofed it for like 30 minutes and thankfully molly brown was was around yes. please don't ever 
say solo strophed it. I, I love I love solo strophing it. God, it's gross. Strophing it solo, someone said. Moving say. on. That's Move, what she said. Moving on each and every week. We 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 scour the interwebs to find the best clips uh, of audio. Um, and we quiz Matt on, on, on what happened over the course of the weekend and beyond. It is time now to play What Matt Missed. Ryan Wolersheim has selected some clips that Matt needs to hear. Matt, right or wrong, is going to tell us what the context is and his <laughs> thoughts on said situation. Ryan? Yes, yeah, so guys, I want to start today with some Jordan Love conversation. That was a conversation on yesterday's show as well as just about everywhere else. You, you, you did hear when I said Matt's going yeah, yeah. to determine what the context is. <laughs> well, well, you'll know the context because Jordan Love's name is brought up. Oh, but okay. I want to show you who's the one talking about it and where this came from. That's the point of the game, is it not? Kind of. And the context. And, and the context. context. All right. Well, I gave away the context a little bit. <laughs> yeah. How about I'll provide you this first one. See Just if you can tell the damn me. audio. See if, can, see if you can tell me where this was from, Matt. Okay. The most impressive out of like the quarterbacks that are like uh, I guess the unknown camp of week one in the preseason, the ball went to the right place every single play, and and that's part of sitting there for a couple of years. And he's been able to watch it versus this play versus all these different defenses. Where does that ball usually go? So ball usually, he was really impressive with it. I thought the keeper game, the movement game, you know that that they had used with him was uh, nice. My point guy with the the whole miss was. He held the linebacker for so long and moved the linebacker so much that I think it forced him to miss that throw. Got it. And I think the big the big takeaway is like, do you have to hold the eyes that long? Do we have to make it almost like a no look? Um, and I think that's like a big learning experience for do you even know who that was? I think I know. I who have was. no Come idea on, who people. that was. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% positive. There's two voices in well, there. McAfee's one. I heard Pat McAfee. The okay. other, that I, is it, correct. I, I'm positive who it is. He yes. just sounded a lot calmer than I'm used to. Uh, probably because he was appearing on Pat McAfee's show rather than where he typically appears. Okay, got it. Yeah, I, I have literally zero idea who that person was. You know who I honestly, my gut reaction go. was? Let's hear it. You're going to say Aaron Rodgers. No, I thought it was uh, Russo for a second. I thought it sounded like Colin. Colin. Russo? Yeah. I'm there was be, no accent Colin Russo in there. breaking down film like a I like know. That's what I'm wrong, but that was my Yikes. first thought. I was like, that sounded like Colin Russo. Uh, that was Dan Orlovsky. Oh, okay. Correct. Former NFL quarterback. For the Packers. Nope. Nope. I uh, don't know. The Lions. The Lions. The Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Is that it? Maybe Tennessee as well? I think Lions and Colts are the only two I know. Okay. But also uh, works for ESPN on NFL. He's pretty Lions. nice. I mean, that was pretty. He was pretty nice. I feel like he hedged his bet for I would like say he hedged new his bet. Yeah, yeah. young quarterbacks. He didn't say it was bad. He said they were doing what they're supposed to do. And I that's all we've ever seen Jordan Love do. So I'm fine with that. That's fair. What's next? Yeah, almost like you can be neutral on some of these quarterbacks. But there's somebody who wasn't as neutral on Jordan Love yesterday as well. Let's see if you can tell me where this one was from, Matt. He is what I was told throughout the offseason I thought he would be. He's a game manager. There's no wow. special there. You can say what you want about Justin Fields at 5-20. and 20. You see wow all the time. I saw wow this weekend with Anthony Richardson. I don't expect Anthony Richardson to be refined and polished. But if you're still wearing floaties... Year four in the pool, you're not Michael Phelps. In fact, maybe swimming's not for you. Matt, 
What do you think about that comparison between Jordan Love oh, and a failed Olympian? Man, I. <laughs> you saying a failed Olympian? Well, he said maybe you're not Michael Phelps. You know, I doubt the if Olympic. If you're still wearing water wings in the pool, you're maybe you're not Michael Phelps. That's savage. That was funny. That was so funny. Stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> saying like if Jordan, if- do you know who that was? First off, yeah, it's Colin, Colin Cowherd. Clownherd, yes. And- I say coward. I don't say cowherd. I think it's weird when people say cowherd. That's his name. I know, but it just sounds weird. <laughs> I mean, cowherd. <laughs> so, I love the analogy. If, like, Aaron Rodgers is Michael Phelps and, like, the top, <laughs> he's saying that you still got water wings in the pool. Like, you ain't going to be Michael Phelps if you're in year four and it still feels like we're babying this quarterback and hedging. The, the, whole, the coach is... Trying to temper expectations for a fourth-year guy. I think Colin's saying that that's not a good thing. And that's probably fair. Colin just loves to say shocking stuff like the backup quarterback from 2013 is better than the current one. You know, he's just saying wild things to get a reaction out of people. So, so like, are you telling me you, you've gone to the Colin Coward School of Radio yeah, hosting? I, I, it's successful, apparently. I... I was trying to make a point that I don't think Jordan Love has gotten any better, and I don't think he's, like, I'm not ready to say I'm ready to see this uh, improvement. So, yeah, I went for, like, a super shocking comparison that would catch you off guard, and I did. I, you're still off guard about it. I am. So, like, I think I went that home last night and tried to think about Colin that. Coward type of hot take. So, Colin Coward just said, uh, wow. Wow, wow, about five times, right? Do you right. think that he's been like reading Jason Wildey's tweets, <laughs> listening to Wildey and Tausch because looking for wild like Wildey's kind of yeah, he's kind of coined that term this. Yeah, season. he's uh, he's definitely a huge fan. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there hasn't been at least in the first preseason game, there wasn't a wow moment by any means. But there's a nice throw. That's moment. not to say he's he's the bad. Dobbs one. That was a good throw. Nice throw, but a nice I adjustment would, by would, Dobbs. Yeah, I would hope that he would be able to make that throw. But it was it did show good touch because he had to get it over the linebackers, but drop it down before the safeties were there. It was a good touch throw. I'm not going wow with that. We've watched 30 years of wow quarterbacks. That one, that one, wow. That's that's very true. What's next? All right, we will get out of the NFL for you, Matt. See if you can tell me. See if you can tell me. I'm more of an NBA, MLB guy, so thank you. Well, good thing we'll move into college football then. So, Matt, see if you can tell me where this is from and who's being talked about in this next clip coming up. Well, we don't know this team. We don't know how they're going to respond. You, yes, transfer portal did a good job recruiting classes. There's been a lot of moving parts. We don't know how this is all going to mesh. I think 19 is fairly optimistic, yeah. to be honest. That's optimistic. I don't think it's going to be as easy as flipping a switch and, okay, we're a top 20 team. Now, would I be surprised if they were a 10-win football team and in the top 20? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think they should be. That should be the standard. Mm-hmm. But I think that's optimistic to start. I don't think this is the 19th best team in the country week one. I think they can grow into that. But there's just too many moving parts, too much mm-hmm. lack of familiarity. So, Matt, who is that talking about the number 19-ranked team in the college football preseason AP poll? I'm going to say with some confidence that that was Brad Nortman nice. talking about the Badgers and honestly kind of guarding his heart a little bit. Me and Chim Radike have him at 10, 11 wins or I more. I thought it was 12-0. and 0. Well, I, thought I it was had him at Chim, 11. Chim told you 11 was low. And Chim said 11 is low. So, like... 
Norman dropping a 10 spot and being like, I don't know, first year. First year, that, that, that'd be tough. You know, guarding his heart well, a little I, bit. I will Don't say love this. it out of Brad Norman. Uh, that was but, from a wonderfully hosted show called The Great Dane Huddle, which you can hear Monday nights at 6 here on 100.5 ESPN. Who hosts that show? Uh, me. Oh, okay. uh, Brad Norman and Chris Orr with me last night, two former NFLers, former Badgers. And they each told stories about how in the preseason AP poll, their teams were both different teams. were both ranked number four in the country. The year Brad Nortman's teams were ranked number four in the country in the preseason AP poll, they went seven and six. The the year Chris Ord's team was ranked number four in the country in the preseason poll, they went eight and four. Right? So it's just hard to tell what a team actually is for this preseason poll, right? Like you're projected to be very good, but things don't always work out that way. I I think you can look at Wisconsin a year ago who ended up going six and six and firing their head coach. It's funny. They had to be in the AP poll at least at one point, I would guess. Yeah. It's funny. I'm thinking about like the comparison now, like Packers and Badgers. I'm like, I am all in on hope for the Badgers. I have no real reason, no tangible proof they're going to be good other than former resumes, but like as far as this squad, this dynamic, this chemistry, zero proof. And I've got so many eggs in that hope basket. But for the Packers, I'm sitting here arguing like, I have no proof. I will not believe in Jordan Love until I have proof. And then, yeah, back the Badgers like, they're going to win the whole thing this year. <laughs> Why? Because I believe they will. <laughs> just need you to have a little faith in Jordan Love. I have a weird, like, I don't know. It, Maybe it's like this. I don't know what part of my psyche is making me think like this, but like bringing that Badger thing up sparked it in my brain. I'm like, I'm okay with hope for the Badgers, but not for Jordan Love. But not for Jordan Love and the Packers. Like, I want to see tangible proof he's good before I'm like, okay. I know. All right. That's terrible. Yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) Which is so weird because you are. At least like calling it out. I'm recognizing yes, self-awareness the is the first, most important human quality. That's the first step towards realizing you're an idiot is accepting you're an idiot. It's just interesting the <laughs> yeah, change that's, that's in the, the change in Matt from this year to last year. Just like how oh, like you were like we're gonna be the best. Aaron Rodgers is the best. This team's gonna be the greatest. And all through the season, you're like, it's fine, yeah, it's fine. Everything is on fire, but it's fine. We're great. And then right now, it's like, hey, you actually should feel like totally fine about what's happening you shouldn't feel horrible one way or the other so it's just interesting seeing the way that you're Flip. you're changing yeah i know jim is pessimistic packer jim, fan holy it's cow. jim's fault it's jim's fault no okay now the <laughs> the important part about self-awareness is the word self in self-awareness right yeah yeah you need to be aware you've done this to yourself. Now, ah, in turn, well, I'm not ready to accept in, ter- that. <laughs> in turn, by signing up to work with Jim Rutledge, did this maybe occur? Maybe <laughs> that I won't argue with. <laughs> but but you're ultimately the one that put pen to paper on your ESPN radio job, right? Yeah, I don't think so. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. I'm full of <laughs> <Touché>. them. <laughs> Matt Hamilton, Molly Brad, Alex Strip with you. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're done talking about Matt Flynn, but if you missed any of that outrageous conversation from yesterday, also a ton of reaction on. Jordan Love uh, yesterday. You can find that on Wisconsin On Demand or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Rutledge and Hamilton. And Matt, our podcast feed is brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration. Absolutely right. Our friends at Revive Restoration, they've got your back 24-7, 365 days a year. That's because nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can... Count on Revive Restoration and the Revive Pros to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. I had a buddy, Phil, he was out of town, basement flooded. Oh, no. 
He sends a text to the group chat. He's like, oh my gosh, I've got fans going. I've got shop vacs running down there. I've emptied my shop vac from water about 10 times already. I said, Phil, grab yourself a Coors Light, sit back, call my friend Josh Duggan at the Revive Pros. They'll take care of you. They've got your back. What did he do? Went and had a beer, chilled out the next day. Revive Pros was there. Everything gutted and dried. They're already in the building process to getting that basement back to where they want it. They're even going to do an addition for the unfinished part wow. and finish that part as well. So it's actually worked out well for him. It gave him an excuse to finish that basement. So if you need to get your life back on track, you can count on the Revive Pros. They're going to be there. They're going to make sure things get back in working order fast. It could be your business, your home. There's no project too big or too small. Hit up the Revive Pros. They've got an emergency line on the on their website uh, at revivepros.com. They can help you if accidents happen. Revivepros.com. He's Matt Hamilton. She's Molly Brown. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We'll talk more Jordan Love. Joint practices with the New England Patriots coming up tomorrow and Thursday in Green Bay. We'll dive into all that and more as we continue to talk Packers. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Everlight Solar Studio, Alex Trofe, the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton, the unsinkable Molly Brown, Ryan Wollersheim, helping us out running the show. 844-770-3776, your way in on the ESPN Madison talk and text line. Jair from Sun Prayer says, Strophy ruffled my feathers yesterday, but now I see Hamilton in a man bun with a Bass Pro Shops hat. Win Strofe. Molly, care to address that? What do you want me to say? I was just going to address your hat, but... No, forget the hat. I walked in the office today. What was the first thing you said to me? I said, you look like you got electrocuted. <laughs> so I put the hair up thinking I wouldn't look like I got re- electrocuted for Molly. I am the reason that he put a man Wait, bun why in Why do you look like you got electrocuted? Because I literally, I, t- I worked out this morning and had a later shower, so my hair was like extra frizzy. Oh, and yeah, it did look like I got electrocuted. What's wrong with that? That's good content, Molly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it could have been, but <laughs> I, I looked like a crazy person. But now apparently, I look like even. He kind of looked like. Uh, okay, so and I don't. Also, can we point out that this is not a Bass Pro Shops hat? Uh, Nash Pro Smokes. Thank you. Is that a vape store? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've got some friends down in Nashville that own a uh, cigar company, and they have a bunch of brands from all over the world, and they made this hat kind of like you know obviously a knockoff of the bass pro shop hat but they got a cease and assist that they can't have anymore so like this is this is like an illegal hat so i feel like very special i like having so do they still make them or are they no they can't make them are you gonna get in trouble for wearing that could you theoretically no it's already gone they they stopped they said cease and assist and they did is this they can't 
Is what? the YouTube stream of today's show going to get taken down because of you? <laughs> we'll, find we'll find out. We'll find out. If I did, I incriminated the show. <laughs> as always, you can watch Rutledge and Hamilton, as mentioned, on YouTube at ESPN Madison, as well as on Twitter at ESPN Madison at Jim and Matt. Also on the text line, somebody's mad at me, Matt and Molly. Ready for this one? <laughs> What's wrong? My, my seat turned the volume up. You know, my chair is just the right height to hit the volume knob. And right as you said that, I turned and I was scared. It was so loud. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We've, uh, we've I, had a cruise I, I thought you were flipping your chair at first. I, yeah, I thought he was going to fall. Really, he's just deaf now. You all right? His ears are ringing. What? <laughs> Somebody mad at me on the text line. Dave, the Deerfield idiot who wants to get lunch. That's how his name is saved. I'm not naming that alex your demeanor and attitude yesterday made that episode of the show the worst ever i'd take flynn in love over you because you graded out to be an <laughs> f minus be yourself don't try and be something you're not and stop with the fake size it really makes you look bad well dave since you have the term <laughs> idiot in your name maybe this is something that will make sense to you when you suggest that a guy that hasn't played football in seven years and couldn't <laughs> crack out to be a starter in three different locations, I think it's a little idiotic. So yeah, when I sigh, it's because I don't want to have a stupid conversation that doesn't make any sense. I think that would be glad so, to be stupid. Are you going to get lunch with Dave? Um, I doubt he wants to have me <laughs> uh, to have lunch with me. I at wasn't this point. comparing a guy who's been out for seven. No, I, said I know. In I his know. Prime. 2013. It is prime of one game. When he he went two and two in the season. 17 and 11 is a lot better touchdown interception ratio than one to one or three to three in Jordan Love's case. What was Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if anybody just caught my fake sigh there. I'm sorry, what? Oh, sorry. Uh, It was like like, your punchline. He had like 24 or 25 touchdowns and 12? 12 interceptions. So it was like two to one. Okay. So, yeah. Would you be upset if that's what Jordan Love ended up having this year? If Jordan Love was 2-1 to one this year for touchdown-interception uh, ratio, I would be thrilled. But are you only saying that because that is the stat line that Aaron Rodgers put up last year? No, I'm saying that because currently he's got 1-1. One to one, And I would love to see him get to at least a 2-1 to one or better ratio. You can't get away. Like, I won't First argue of all, with that. I don't see Jordan Love throwing much more than 24 touchdowns this season. I think that's about his cap. Could be more, but I think that's a fairly high number that I could set. I don't think it's outrageous or unreachable, but I think it's a good goal. Say that so, one more time. 24 touchdowns on the season. So that's 1.4 per game. Yes. There's going to be a lot of rushing touchdowns. You know they're going to run the rock a lot. Of course. I just I just don't see Jordan Love throwing a ton. 24. I'm trying to do some math. That's average? Below right. average? It's like 1.5 a game. I guess I don't know what right? the average is for... A, a, a starter that typically starts 17 games. I mean, I'd love to know what the like a first just over year one starter game. would be, though. Like that's really, I lo- yeah. But here's you, the thing: you, we all you, look at Love and we give him the benefit of the doubt that he's the fourth sure. year guy. He's going to know this offense better. Sure, it's still going to be his first time facing teams giving them their best, plus totally. scheming against him. Totally, totally. And there's like. There's guys, there's other coaches that have the same kind of thing as Bill Belichick where they just seem to own first-time starters. And we're going to run into a couple of them this year. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying Jordan Love can't overcome this issue. I'm just saying in all likelihood, most first-time guys that start aren't 
fantastic. I think 24 is a fair number. So I would love to see him less than 12 picks and 24 tutties this year. I think that's a good, fair, reachable number. It would show me that he could is capable of being the guy. So as it's you're explaining start. this, I, I agree. I, I fully agree with you. But as you're explaining this, my head isn't even going to Jordan Love. It's actually going around to the skill positions around him, right? You mentioned running the ball with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which is a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at the wide receiver room, you have a lot of unprovens. And of course, yeah. Jordan Love fits into that. But but Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Samore Toure and Jaden Reed, right? Luke like Musgrave, you, yeah. Luke Musgrave is at, at the tight end position. Josiah DeGuara, who's listed as a fullback on the depth chart now, who for whatever reason. But, um, I mean, it makes sense. fullbacks but, are back, baby. Fullbacks are so back. Uh, but then, obviously, <laughs> you have Josiah DeGuara at the tight end position and Tucker Craft, uh, the, the other rookie tight end. So there was a ton of unproven commodities at the skill positions on offense. Yep. And, and that's where my head goes of – Okay, is it fair to judge Jordan Love based off other rookie uh, quarterback numbers or, or first-year starter numbers, right? Because I feel like... The problem is it's not fair, but be- because all I, you can do is base them off their first year because sure. all, all guys are going to be in different situations. And I think we all agree we have higher hopes for Green Bay in, let's say, two years rather than this year, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you just sure. you just assume the development will come as they have so much youth, specifically at the skill positions on offense. So I guess is this more on Jordan Love or is it on the the management that puts the team together if Jordan Love doesn't put together uh, the ideal numbers, which is whatever, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, or or less than that and more touchdowns. I mean, if he's not reaching... It, that's not a big expectation for right. him, Matt, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't so. view that as unfair at all. No, I don't think so. So, I, I'm curious how much, and maybe, I mean, there's probably going to be enough blame to go around if things don't go well uh, to love, and also uh, Brian Gutekunst and the, and the rest of his staff who put this roster together. But they haven't done the greatest job setting Jordan Love up for success from a skill position standpoint. Correct. Which is going to, in my eyes, it's going to make their job of evaluating Jordan Love that much harder because. Jordan's going to go out there with, I think we can all agree, a less than ideal playing situation as far as tools and teammates around him. They're not the, like, they're all young. They're all super raw. He's not learning from anybody. They're all learning together simultaneously. But does that make it less than ideal? Because I would almost argue that that makes it very ideal. It might be in the future, but if you're trying to determine, because Jordan Love is technically on a one-year contract right now, could be a free agent at the end of next season or at the end of this season. Correct? Right? They have to evaluate is he the guy moving forward or not? Well, when you've got raw talent, you you need to see these flashes and you do need to see wow plays out of Jordan Love this year from time to time. There's going to be times where the wide receivers are in the wrong spot and he's going to get picked because of just youthfulness, not knowing, not being a veteran and knowing some of the nuance of the game as well as, like, a Devontae Adams would or, you know, what, what I'm saying? So I'm saying, like, they might have set this team up to, like, succeed later down the road. It's going to be pretty tough to see what you have when you have a bunch of guys. There's just more variables. You mm-hmm. can't just count on that that one consistent player who's not going to make mistakes. So when there's a mistake that they're, that play, that they're a part of, it's obviously on the quarterback. Like if Devontae Adams was running a route and he was overthrown, no one's going to think Devontae didn't run the right route. They're going to think he was overthrown. And I just, we're not going to know that this year. If Jordan Love drops back and throws a pass to Samari Toure and it's over his head, are we going to say Jordan Love overthrew it or are we going to say Samari Toure didn't run the right route? Yeah, you know, those are the questions I'm, I'm intrigued to figure out. this rawness is, I think, that's why it's going to be hard for them to judge it. 
Yeah, it, well, that's also the point of him giving two years, right? Unless mm-hmm. things go totally wrong this year. They would have to. Or they go incredibly well, I mean, right? I'm, Way better than expected, I'm then he's going to have a lot more than two years. I'm confident that at the at worst-case scenario for Jordan Love is he's competing for his job next year. Worst-case scenario. I, they might bring in a rookie. I tend to They agree. might bring in a veteran. Yeah. They might do both. But, like, yeah. worst-case scenario for Jordan Love, if you go out and put up an egg this season, you're probably competing for your spot next year. So you, you, he's he's probably around for at least a season and a half. Yeah, I would agree. I, I totally agree. And I think that's worst case, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unless it goes totally, totally south, best case is you get the number one pick and you get Caleb Williams, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, best that case. That would be, like, very south. Because and even then, he's still going to compete with Caleb Williams. Right, exactly. Uh, so is Sean Clifford, who everybody's in love with after Friday's preseason game. <laughs> 20 for 26. Wait. Should we start off with Wildy and just tell him, like, Wildy, Matt no. Flynn. <laughs> Wildy, Wildy went to a pink concert last night at, at American Family Field. So we got to talk to Wildy about seeing pink last night. Wow. I heard a little bit of him on Wildy and Tausch this morning with Gary Ellerson, who was in, in for Tausch, the former Badger and Packer, and he was talking about all the acrobatics going on, so we'll have to get into that. Uh, Jason Wildy going to join us a little bit later than normal today. He'll join us at 3.15, which is when we normally play Throwing Stones. We normally talk to Jason Wildy at about 2.45, which means we will flip-flop him. We're going to throw some stones early. We're doing that next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Ryan, what the hell happened there? Why, why were we off the air for like 20 seconds, buddy? Uh, well, we changed when Jason Rowley was coming on. I had forgotten to move around a few things in our log over here, so... You know, there were a couple technical difficulties, a few producer errors, but we got to figure it out. We're back on the air now. Shout out to Ryan. At least he owns his mistakes, unlike that other producer. When do I not own my mistakes? Mm-hmm. Just I don't think you, you ever, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask Jim and Matt. They're, Matt, they're, get Matt. out of his ear. What are you trying to air? say to me while I'm trying to talk on the air? He's trying to tell you what hotkey to play. I guarantee it. Your mic's off. He <laughs> did He's telling you to turn on his microphone. No. Because he's incapable of doing it himself. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine here. This is all you wanted? We literally made that key for Ryan when he made mistakes. He's already played it twice today. I know. And he's made two mistakes. He's made another. It's the point. That's the bit. That's all I want. Well. Way to, way, to to the s- way to spell it out. Way to hold <laughs> his hand. Why do you go Have you ever noticed the one that one person bit? Have you ever noticed that Matt goes cross-eyed whenever he like shouts like that? Yes. He goes, "It's a bit." <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. It's Rollins and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Matt Hamilton and Molly Brown. Ryan Wollershine behind the glass running the show. Uh, we mentioned it before. Jason Wilde typically joined us at this point. We moved him to 315, which is normally when we play Throwing Stones. So right now it is time to throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. So I've already deserved some stones to be thrown at me today, given my producing skills, but I'm curious what you guys think about Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, this preseason, for whatever reason, 
changing his training camp number to number 50. He hasn't changed positions. Teddy Bridgewater is still the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. But for some reason, changing over, trying out something new, number 50. Strofe, what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater going into the uh, double digits, <laughs> up into the uh, lineman numbers? Going much further than double digits, Ryan. It's double uh, digits still. <laughs> Go ahead. Teddy Two Gloves is that dude. Um, I will start with that. This is absurd in the best way possible. I, I personally, I had a converse, I had a meeting earlier today, and the person I was meeting with said, you are amazing when it comes to chaos. That was the compliment I was given. I love chaos. A quarterback in the National Football League wearing number 50 is chaos. And I, I, I've come around to it. Initially, I wasn't a huge fan when I saw it this morning. But as I've digested this information, I love it. I'm all in on number 50, Teddy Bridgewater. I will be uh, ordering a jersey, I think. I'm, I'm actually contemplating That'll it. Be that an is so awesome. Dar- That'll be an all-time Darty jersey. Is that, is that Miami jersey? He's in Detroit. He's Detroit in Detroit Lions. now? Yep. Wow. You're getting around. I'm here for it, though. Honestly, I... I Why is he making... Is 50 Teddy, the number of teams that he's been with? He makes it sound like Teddy Bridgewater's been sleeping around. With different NFL on, teams. Yeah, different NFL teams. He's been in bed with like five different teams. More than that, I think, but fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go on. Listen, uh, that'd be a fun game. I, I have a personal issue with like positions having particular numbers. What does it matter? It does not. It, you've got five guys on a line. <sighs> You can the ref sees that at the when they line up. It's not like they're looking back at at a glance and looking for the numbers of players. It's like, oh, that's a lineman number. They do look at the numbers to know if you're an eligible receiver sometimes or not. Well, that right, does but matter. You've got to make them eligible anyway. True. So if you're bringing a lineman in to be an eligible receiver, you have to announce it. True. Not only to the True. ref, so the other team knows. So like that's why I'm saying it's like you don't need these numbers. It was some made up thing when football started that like quarterbacks are the first 15 numbers and then the next is running backs and then it's linemen whatever it just makes no sense players should be whatever the number they want you're saying numbers are just a social construct is that what it is a number is a good way to identify a player but a quarterback doesn't have to be a single digit or a team I want to see Patrick Mahomes number 99 the same as his Madden rating no. I'm cool with that. What's the problem with that? That's stupid. It looks ugly. <laughs> it really does. Aesthetically? I am very against this. Can you just imagine Teddy Bridgewater being under center and all of a sudden you see 50 holding the ball, going to launch it downfield? That's, That's dumb. That's awesome. That's all right, stupid. All right. Let me tell you another one. Dalvin <laughs> Cook, I thought when he went to be number four when he was 33 before, I thought that's stupid too. Oh, that's not stupid. <laughs> Okay. It is stupid. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So we mentioned it. Hopefully nobody's cheating. Teddy Bridgewater now on his sixth NFL team where he's wearing number 50. That is the Detroit Lions, as we've determined. Yeah. I would like you two to name the other five teams Teddy Bridgewater has played for. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. Correct. Uh, Miami. We, is Lions on this? Like, Miami list? is correct. Yeah. But he's The Lions are the sixth. Okay. So we're looking for the other three. You got three other left. Three? Uh, okay. Other five. But yeah, okay. Uh, was he well, on Seattle? He was never a Viking. Or no. excuse me, a Seahawk. Excuse huh. me. Um, let's see. He was probably on the Saints. He was. Yeah. He... So the Saints and then his last he team. He wasn't on any California. You're missing two teams. Two teams. A part of me feels like it was the Patriots, but I don't think it was. No. No, he wasn't because on the he Patriots. was in Miami. And you're right. It wouldn't have been the Patriots too. So it was 
Not, I'm just trying to think of like the big states. He wasn't on any California teams. Wasn't any Texas teams. I could teams. see a Texas team, but probably no. wasn't. Um, one NFC, one Panthers? AFC. Panthers is correct. Oh, that's, that's the NFC team. Nailed it. Okay. One AFC, AFC team? team in 2021. Two years ago, he was on an AFC team. The entire season. Yeah, he wasn't the with, Browns? The, with the Jets, Wrong. was he? He was an off-season member with the Jets, but I'm not counting them. Hmm. In 2018. Uh, 2021, he was with this team the entire season. All right, who was it? Not the Steelers. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Ryan? I've been thinking very hard back here, I got to say. I think it is... Is it the Ravens? It is not the Ravens. It is the Denver Broncos, the final team. That's oh, yeah. He got hurt playing for them. He did indeed. All right, uh, Ryan, we got time for one more, I think. What, what do you got last for us? I'm bothered that I All right, so then the <laughs> I other... I got a text that said Broncos just now from a buddy. <laughs> the other biggest and most important news of the day was that Luke Fickle, in a recent ranking from Big Game Boomer on Twitter, oh, noted... Boy college football graphic maker uh, ranked the top 50 head coaches that would win in a fight he honored Luke Fickle as his number one head coach really who would win in a fight and so Luke Fickle was asked about this at the Badgers practice yesterday here's what he had to say that's why I stay off the social media stuff um, you know, but I don't do that anymore I don't wrestle anymore unless provoked that's why I stay off the social Luke Fickle a three-time high school state wrestling titles luke fickle guys what would you do if you provoked luke fickle would you just run away would you try to you know try to find a bear to help defend you i don't know what would you what would your guys's go-to defense mechanism be in a fight with luke fickle matt i'll start with you well first off the trick is not getting yourself into the fickle pickle in the first place he just wanted to say fickle pickle. <laughs> he, totally did. He, he called for the ball just yeah. to say fickle pickle you just did, can't get yourself in a fickle pickle in the first oh. place and oh. here's the thing everyone knows the weakness to fickle is you gotta go for the tickle <laughs> so that would be my defense <laughs> no you, you, suggest- you said that molly <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Molly wins. <laughs> I did not contribute to this conversation. That was not me. That was Boy. somebody walking in the studio. <laughs> hey, get out of here, random person. You brought her. You brought her there. Oh, I might have walked it to the goal line, you, but you, she punched it over the line. You, you bring a horse to water. I used the fullback and drove it in. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, Strove, I know that you love to say that Jordan Love is the most boring interview, but Fickle has got to be tied with him. No, Fickle's pretty exciting. Mm. Are you sure? Uh, he's more exciting than Jordan Love. But that's, a, that's a low bar. Fickle's a great, like, sure. high energy, Paul, aggressive Paul, guy. Listen to his response. Paul. That's why I stay off social media. He said he, do, he doesn't wrestle anymore unless it gets provoked. That's a funny answer. It's a great answer. Jordan Love would have been like, Jordan Love would have been like, yeah, no. Hilarious. Luke, it's no, it's, cool story, Luke, tell it again. It's no fickle pickle, if I might say so myself. Yeah, you guys just lost throwing stones, by the way. It doesn't tickle my fancy. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it doesn't tickle my pickle. We all, yeah. right, I think next. I got, I got to say, guys, I think we all collectively just lost throwing yeah. stones. Yeah, um, I agree. But you know what? Fickle pickle, Mac. You can get, you can take the win. That's two. Count them up. Just crushing it this week. Perfect yeah. week. Perfect crushing week it. on That's the board. What they say. Yeah. Just like I crushed Coors Lights.
Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know how to respond to everything that just occurred, but it's all right. We will talk joint practices. Packers-Patriots starts tomorrow. We'll talk to Jason Wildey as well coming up. That's all still ahead. Hour number two of Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light coming up next.